but I love LLCs. And the reason is because it provides this corporate protection, like a veil of corporate protection for your life. And this veil, as they call it, can be pierced if there is something that's done very intentionally, like you're frauding or embezzling or something like that. But other than that, your personal assets are generally protected from the liability exposure that your company might see during its lifetime. Hey, nurse friend, welcome to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you are looking for more flexibility, time, freedom, and fulfillment, you are in the right place. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? Have you been searching for other ways that you can make money? Nursing brings you joy, but you're tired of working long shifts, being short-staffed, and feeling stretched so thin. You're thinking something has got to give. You would love to be able to work from home around your family schedule and be your own boss. Are you struggling with where to start and what you can actually do to make this happen? Figuring out how to build the business online, the social media strategy, the tech, all the things are holding you back. Nurse friend, I've been there. Hey, I'm Brian Bell. I too was a career nurse frustrated with the healthcare system and I wanted more flexibility to work around my kids' schedules. I wanted to use my nursing skills in a way to make an impact that felt aligned, but I kept telling myself that I needed another degree or certification in order to make that happen. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to grow outside of the hospital walls and figure out how you can make some money online. This ER nurse is about to triage your nursing career. It's time to give your career a little CPR. Let's revive your nurse heart. Could you talk to us a little bit about like the actual LLC? Because as yeah. nurse listening, we're, you know, like you mentioned, starting a side hustle, maybe we have a side hustle that, you know, we have started or we're wanting to grow this thing. So why do we actually need an LLC as a business owner? Yeah. So before you go and get your LLC, I would highly suggest you to create a business plan or to at least put your thoughts onto a piece of paper and have those thoughts, then, then, you know, take those thoughts from there, extract them and write down the ideas and the plan of actions that you're wanting. What are you looking for? What is your goals? What is your vision that you see in this business that you're creating? And then from there, you'll also see what is my exposure to liability? Like, and what I mean by that is it's not just, you know, somebody slipping and falling in your business, but it also could be somebody taking your advice and like going down South with their life. And you're just like, oh gosh, that was not the intention. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, especially in the health industry, there's a lot of advice coming out. Mm -hmm. And so we always need to be careful about the liability that we're exposing ourselves to whenever we're giving any type of professional advice online and social media, internet, especially. And so the LLC, what it does is that again, it's not meant for everybody. And you have to really like see the tax consequences. And then also the, um, you know, if it just makes sense for your business model, but I love LLCs. And the reason is because it provides this corporate protection, like a veil of corporate protection for your life. And this 
veil, as they call it, can be pierced if there is something that's done very intentionally, like you're frauding or embezzling or something like that. But other than that, your personal assets are generally protected from the liability exposure that your company might see during its lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you really want that. You want to have that extra protection. You don't want to be personally liable for something that the company has done. So when you do an LLC, you're creating a separate entity from yourself. Yes, this is your brainchild. Yes, this is yeah. your baby. Yeah. Yes, this you founded it, but now it's a separate entity, just like how your own child is a separate entity from you. <laughs> you become separate from the company. And you know, every state has its own uh, corporate laws and business organization laws and stuff like that. So you just kind of have to see what your state says and requires. But generally, this is a pretty general thing that kind of applies to most states. And filing an LLC, like in Texas, it's super easy. You pay a one-time fee of 300 bucks and you file your LLC. In other, in other states, it could be where you pay an annual fee. So I'm not sure in South Carolina what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there might be some of the requirements that the LLC has to do. Uh, but generally, you know, if you're starting a business, it's generally just one or two people starting the business. And so it's important to have the formation done. And then you also just want to have a company agreement that kind of follows with it, whether it's a one member or multi-member LLC. And when I mean one member, multi-member is just like, those are the so many owners of that Mm -hmm. LLC. And so when you're not an LLC or any other type of entity, you're a sole proprietorship or a general partnership. So what basically happens is that if, for example, your company has, uh, there's a lawsuit against your company and there's a judgment against your company, your personal assets are on the line then. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. You don't want that at all. You don't want to be poor because your company did something. You don't want to be on the streets because something happened with the company. Yeah, no, that's so, so important for you to point out those or to make those points, like to create that business plan. And again, I think this is that like, it helps you visualize what your business is going to be or what it is. And then being able to separate yourself from your business and that you don't want anybody messing with your assets that you have, that you, that you are working towards, whether that's building, you know, your retirement, a home that you own or or whatever that maybe look like for you individually, but just really protecting yourself from your business. And you mentioned like, when it comes to, especially healthcare and, and with us being healthcare professionals, being nurses, when it comes to protecting ourselves against a lot of times we'll see like, this is not medical advice. Can you yeah. give any tips for as a nurse or entrepreneur in this online space? Like how can we protect ourselves if we may be stepping into serving this specific person, but we know that like we can't offer medical advice. Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. So if you are, you know, if your business is dealing with any type of health wellness type of situations, I would even say fitness, mm-hmm. anything that's the person's body, mind, I would definitely make sure that, you know, before, if you're on video on social media, definitely have those disclosures verbally and written out disclosures. That way people know that this is not medical advice for you. This is in general information, but please consult your physician Mm -hmm. before you start anything, because sometimes, you know, 
even like nutritionists, right? They will sometimes say, okay, this is the kind of stuff you should be eating. Well, maybe that doesn't work for a person who has diabetes and high cholesterol, right? Right. So that might be great for someone sans all of that stuff. So you need to make sure that that those disclaimers are verbally said and they are also written somewhere so people can read it and see it. And, you know, all those are like social media things. Now, when you are, say you have a coaching program and you're doing a side uh, thing of coaching and nutrition and health and wellness and whatnot, your contract should be very clear. Your client contract should be very clear that your coaching program is based on the information that your client has shared with you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately anything that you are sharing with them needs to be cross-checked with the physician at the end of the day. And so you're not promising any outcomes. Number one, number two, anything that is related to your health or any type of diagnosis or anything like that needs to be cross-checked with physicians and you're not providing diagnosis or medical advice. Mm-hmm. That's all of that. Yeah. All of that stuff needs to be kind of in the contract as well. Yeah. And they understand that it's Mm -hmm. not just, Oh, here's a contract, sign it and give it back to me. I would most definitely during the onboarding process of any of these clients have that conversation with them and keep that as part of your normal routine. Mm -hmm. When you are onboarding, like those conversations are normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good because I think that may be like something that as my nurse listener has been listening and has, whether they have started a side hustle or they plan on, or that's like the end goal, what they are working towards. I think that that can be something that could hold them back when they're thinking the legal stuff, right? Like, oh my gosh, legally, am I what can I do? What can I not do? Am I going to get in trouble for offering medical advice? So that was like, thank you so much for sharing that. Like the disclaimers are huge. And, you know, when it comes to coaching or working with a client, like you had mentioned, if it has anything to do with the body, that's just a kind of general rule of thumb, like consult your doctor, (laughs) like just to put it out there and to have that conversation with them. And so that they know, Hey, I'm here to help you. But ultimately, if it's dealing with your health, like you need to consult with your doctor just to cover yourself and yeah, just protect yourself and, and yeah. you know, your business too. So yeah, thank you for offering that advice. And yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to add also that, you know, sometimes the language that we use also needs to be thoughtful about how we're presenting the information. And so if um, the language is very difficult. De- declaratory is that a word yet so if it if it's just like making declarations and Mm -hmm. this is how it should be only and you know just be thoughtful about it because it can even though you have all the disclaimers but if your language is becoming such a way where it just seems like it is medical advice regardless of what you say Mm -hmm. that could pose as uh, something that works against you at that point right right yeah that's a good point to make too because you know, or be mindful of, right? Like when you are yeah. talking with someone or working with someone, coaching someone to just be mindful of that yeah. and just to kind of always protect yourself. You always want to make sure that you're protected as, you know, as someone that's offering uh, help to someone when it comes to, like you said, specifically someone's health and that kind of thing. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause I know some of my nurse listeners, that is definitely a concern that they've had, you know, the 
offering medical advice, what is okay, what is not. So those are great tips. All right, so I want to wrap up here, but I want you to talk to my nurse listeners. You are a busy mom, you're a wife, you're a lawyer, you have a business, you have all the things juggling all of it. And so can you offer any tips for my listeners that have a side hustle or want to create this passive stream of income, but they're working full time and they're juggling all the things like, can you help us give us some tips on how you make it work for you? Yeah. So I am a super planner. I like to plan. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, plan out my year. I know the goals that I want to achieve during the year. I also know the quarterly goals. I mean, but I'm planning this out. So I know the, the direction that I'm wanting to take now life happens and not everything happens the way I plan it, but I, I have a working idea of where I'm going with all my different funnels that I have in my business. My coach, I have a business coach and she's fantastic. Her name is Lonnie Jackson. And she essentially last year at one point had said to me, look at your weekly schedule and what are the, how many hours do you really want to work during the week? Mm -hmm. And so I did that and I'm like, okay, this is the many hours I want to work during the week. So if you are now applying this to your life as a listener and you have a full-time job, but you also have something that you're working on the side. Okay. You know that your full-time job requires so many hours, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of say, okay, how many hours do I really want to work in my side hustle during the week? And then look at your week and look at all the things that are other things that are important, family stuff. That's important things that you want to show up to self self-care time is also very much needed part of that weekly assessment. Yes, and yes. if a week is too small for you, look at the month, zoom out and look at the month, but you need to put some self-care time in there. You need to put some time where you can decompress and not have to be taking care of everybody else around you. And so put those times into your schedule and then see where also you can put in time for your business and the hours that you want to work for that business. And then you actually have to do it. Like you yeah. have to do it. We can make all the plans in the world, but if we don't act on them, then they're just plans at the end of the day. So we really need to act on them. And once you start following it, it says 21 days to make a, a action, a habit. And so do it for 21 days, do it for a month and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't flip flop it, maneuver it around. It's not set in stone. Everything is a living document. You can keep moving it around. But the idea is that I've spaced out time for things. And when I know I've already dedicated certain time to X, Y, Z, I'm not worried about. So I know my, my, for my podcast, I know I do recordings on Wednesday. I do all my recordings on Wednesday. So regardless of whether it's a solo guest or my, you know, legal tips, whatever my recordings are done on Wednesday. So I don't have to worry on Monday for my recordings because I know Wednesday is my recording day. So it's not something that's stressing me out now. And I, and I can be more present with what I'm doing because I've already created a plan and yes, plans don't always work out. Life happens. And so you should give yourself flexibility and say, it's okay. Have three big things that you want to complete during the week and figure out the action items that you need to do bite size. You don't have to do the whole world in one day. Yeah. (laughs) You know, whether it's one thing is business, one thing is professional, one thing is or, you know, like a family. And then one thing is personal. So I have like three buckets. One is a business bucket, like professional bucket. One is a personal bucket. And then one is a uh, family bucket of mine. And so it's like, 
what am I doing in these buckets throughout the week? And how am I showing up? Because I want to be present also. I don't want to be in my, I don't want my mind necessarily to be somewhere else and my body being somewhere else. Yeah. And I think as a entrepreneur, that is such a hard thing to do is to stop like your, you feel like your mind or you have like this ongoing to-do list, right? So there's always, always something that needs to be done. So I think, um, being intentional with your time, taking an inventory is what I'm hearing you say, like inventory your time. What does that look like? And so I do that with my business as well. And I kind of have this motto, like mine is God, family, and then work. So I plug into my calendar, my personal time, quiet time in the morning is when I read my devotional and I have that quiet time. Then I plug in my family time, whether that's baseball practices or dirt bike races or whatever that looks like for that week. Like this week we're on spring break. So my week looks a lot different than it normally does. And then I plug in or I look at what is left over. And then after that, those are the times that I work. So literally I have most weeks, 20 hours a week to work with. And so I've prioritized that. And it sounds like you do the same. Like you just take, what is the priority? And so you're looking at those buckets, which is your personal, your business and your family. And so really being intentional about your time. So you're not trying to spend time with your kids or your family and you're on your phone trying to do this thing over here and you're totally distracted. So, because that's not the point. Like I, I have been in that place and I've been totally distracted by my phone and I've taken, you know, time away from my family in the past, trying to do things unorganized and not have a plan. But when you have a plan, it gives you that structure and it gives you that focus time and that intentional time. And so looking at your week, if you're working at the hospital, if you have three shifts that you work, which is typical for 12 hour shifts in the hospital, you're working three days a week, you have four days off. So really looking at those days. And when you sit down, have focus time and say, okay, I'm going to take these two hours today, and this is what I'm going to do. And so I love that you mentioned that because I'm just getting into a workflow of being able to prioritize those times and look at like inventorying my time every, every single week and know that, yes, it's going to be different every week. And I allow myself that flexibility to, to show up and to get things done. And when I sit down, I know what I need to do and I get it done. So yeah, I love that. I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I love the inventory of time and also in the practical time, right? So I've created this schedule for myself in the week. I'll try it out and I'll mm-hmm. see in practicality. How am I actually following through with this? Right. And sometimes I realize that actually after a meeting, I need a 15 minutes of decompression. Mm-hmm. I can't, I need to add that into my schedule where I'm like, okay, I'm mindfully like, I need time to decompress from this meeting. I need time to just get up and do something else yeah, and not yeah. be like, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Right. So be like practical too, because that's just what things, because what happens is then you're setting yourself up for failure. And for that's failure, the worst. Yeah. If yeah. you have an achiever mentality, if you have a, I need a checklist, everything out mentality, and then you don't do it, you're setting mm-hmm. yourself up for failure and it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. Uh, I do that. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it sucks. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, keep it where it is practical and achievable in nature rather than something that is just like, I have six things to do today and 
you're not going to do it because you get tired just thinking about it. And so yeah, exactly the ongoing to-do list. And I know, and you have to know yourself personally too. Like, you know, you're achiever. You like to do all the things like for me, I work best in the morning. And so I literally, I get up at 5 a.m. And that's when I have my quiet time that can look different from you. If you're a night owl, okay, maybe it's 7 p.m. That's your quiet time. You know what I mean? But like make it work for you and there's no right or wrong way. I think it's just taking that inventory and then looking at the big picture, like zooming out and looking at, okay, these are the hours that I have to dedicate to growing my side hustle or to investing in my business or to take that little small step in that right direction. And I want to be able to prioritize my family first. And then I have to take personal time. And then, so looking at that, from a big picture, I think is just an awesome, awesome strategy for anyone listening that, that has started a business that wants to start a business to really start that out on the right foot, instead of being overwhelmed by all the things. I also would like to add one more thing is the fact that don't be afraid to outsource. You're not less of anybody to outsource something that you perceive to be something that only moms should be doing or only parents should be doing. So if you want to outsource your groceries to Instacart, that's the, that's worth it. If it's giving you back like four hours in the week or two hours in the week, because I know when I go to the grocery store, it takes me time. And then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, wandering around. Right. But if, if you're taking back that time Mm -hmm. and pouring it into a place that requires more time from you, a place where you want to be present, yeah. And not just where it requires your presence, but you want to be present, then do that. If you need to outsource a nanny during the week and it's something that you can afford, do it. It's yeah. worth it because you're yeah. investing in yourself, you're investing in your relationships, you're investing in your time. And so look at it more as an investment rather than an expense all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you for bringing that out because that is. Um, such a key point to give yourself permission to outsource that. Because I know when I was working full-time as a nurse, I had a husband that traveled and I had two littles at home. Like literally I would not take time off for myself. And so I was exhausted because I felt guilty for sending my kids to daycare (laughs) on the days that I didn't work. So I was working and then I was full-time mom and I never gave myself a break. And I got exhausted and I burnt myself yeah. out. So that's important too. Yeah. So and if, if that looks like outsourcing, yeah, the kids, then you outsource the kids. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. Like mental exhaustion is a thing and guilt, yeah. guilt occupies so much of that space sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it causes us to feel, you know, physically more exhausted because I, I know that when I'm mentally exhausted, the, and it impacts my physical state also. It's so so crazy, guilt yeah. should not be a part of your audience. I know I know I say that and I say that knowing that it comes into my audience too. It creeps in. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, why am I feeling guilty? There's no reason for me to feel guilty. I show up where I need to show up. I show up where I want to show up. Yeah. I also have other areas of my life that I need to show up in. Mm-hmm. And it can't always be the mom hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to that intentionality behind it. And when you're intentional and you are focused on being present with your kids during your family time, then that takes away a guilt when you're sitting down to your, your desk to do your work or record your podcast, because you know, you've intentionally shown up and you've been present. And so now you can focus over here and you can shift and it, and it gives you so much freedom. Right. You just have so much more freedom inside of that. 
Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jirdra, so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure. I know my nurse listeners um, are going to love this episode. I cannot wait for them to hear and share it with them. If you could just tell them where they can find you, where they can come listen. I know you are on YouTube and social and let us know where, what your podcast is and where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, I'm pretty active. It's G as in George, B as in boy, P as in Peter Law. So GBP Law. Okay. Uh, I'm on the web, you know, I'm on the my website, www.gbplaw.com. I also have a contract template shop for just, you know, if you can't, it's basically if you can't get the legal one-on-one, this is a great resource as well. And it's called Your Contract Buddy. And uh, you can find me on YouTube with Law Chat with Gerja or even on any place that you listen to podcasts, Law Chat with Gerja. And so these are all the different gateways into connecting with me. And I'd love to connect with you. Send me a DM that you heard this episode and let me know. And I'd love to say hi. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I was browsing your templates and I'm super excited to, to dive into those more because this is something um, that I need to incorporate in my business. And I just saw your, your post about if you're doing podcast interviews that you need <laughs> and I'm like, uh Oh, okay. I need to evaluate that. So I will be in touch, but yes, thank you so much for all of your wisdom, all of your advice today for my nurse listeners. Deirdre, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. birthday y'all the passive income nurse is celebrating its one year anniversary yep you heard that right the month of april is the anniversary and the birthday of this podcast so whether you have been hanging out with me for a while since the beginning or you are new to the show i just want to take a second and just say thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself to showing up to listening to the shows i am so grateful for that so what am i doing to celebrate i was trying to like brainstorm on this and what i came up with is giving away some coaching. So I'm going to be giving away a 15-minute coaching session. What does this look like for you and what is in it for you? I am going to help you identify and uncover your unique skills. And I'm going to help you figure out how you can step into your calling beyond just the bedside. So you are uniquely you and no one else on this earth is like you. So I'm gonna walk you through my DCW framework to help you uncover what your unique skills are and get clear on your calling beyond the bedside. And we're gonna do this in 15 minutes, okay? Y'all know I have a God-centered approach to passive income, so I'm gonna walk you through the importance of partnering with God through all of this because that is literally the foundation. So what I need you to do is scroll down past all the episodes. This is going to enter you to win. I'm going to pick one winner. I need you to leave a review in the name section you are going to, or in the title section, you're going to leave your name. And then in the review section, you are going to leave your email address. And so why is this important? 
I need you to leave a review. I need to know your name and I need to know your email address so I can reach out to the winner. After the four weeks of collecting all the reviews and putting your name into a hat, I am going to choose someone for the free coaching. So I'm so excited to be able to do this fun contest within the community and I cannot wait to connect with you and help you figure out what is the next step for you to create a passive income business that can use your unique skills. Let's do it. Let's celebrate. I'm so excited. I'm so here for this. Let's go.